0: Everybody and welcome to this new edition of the All the Anime podcast. We are back after a week's sabbatical due to a lovely event that was the MCM Scotland Comic Con. I am Jeremy Graves and I'm joined in the office studio on this episode by Keith and
1: D. The D, the big D, <laughs>
0: is was, in the house. I was just
2: starting my name, so you, you gave the end, I gave the D. Ah, I, Do you I,
1: always I, give the D? I don't wish to comment further <laughs> on a podcast about this. Already downhill. <laughs> yeah, it st- starts need to go weekend. on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, everyone, thank you uh, very much to everyone who came out to the MCM Scotland Comic Con over the weekend. It was great to speak to so many of you. We had uh, Takashi Okazaki, who is the creator of Afro Samurai and the character designer of King Kazma from Summer Wars, as the anime guest of honor. And uh, Annie, you got. Uh, Annie? You're not Annie, I was about to no, say. Uh, that, my, my name has become a topic of confusion on this podcast. <laughs> And Andy, you had the opportunity to host the the guest of all the panel. I and it, it went down really well, didn't it? Yes, yeah, it was a really great time. Um, I mean, the, the executive
2: team himself seemed to, to enjoy it. There are plenty of people there who were fans of Afro Samurai, some Wars, etc. So, yeah, it went really well. It's just a shame he's a Tottenham fan, but he can't have everything. Yeah, right, yeah. That yeah. no, no. was... <laughs> Not that we ever said that to his face, mind you. <laughs> oh, Because yeah, he you? will,
1: he will cut you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did we did actually have a good football chat at the the, the dinner afterwards. So uh, we, we did we did have some some good football banter on the the
1: Saturday evening. Is that where I heard all those reports about that brawl in the restaurant? <laughs> was that you guys? Uh, again, was that your discussion? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it got to the point where we were just discussing the North London rivalry. <laughs> But yes, everyone, thank you very much if you swung by all the anime stand or if you were at the Gundam Mad stand, because that's where Keith and I were for the majority of the weekend. There was great... I can't talk today was great to speak to so many of you. And for those of you wondering what our next event is going to be, it will be the MCM London Comic Con at the end of October. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think weekend tickets are nearly sold out.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think all the priority passes are nearly gone, so they're sh- it's uh, just watching the uh, day passes uh, slowly uh, disappear now.
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll see you there. There's going to be lots of news coming up over the coming weeks building up to the event and, and speaking of news we've been pretty busy ourselves recently with stuff that we've been announcing but a quick reminder just to pay the bills that you should visit our website alltheanime.com there you can get the information on our latest and upcoming releases And Also, if you head over to blog.alltheanime.com, there you can find some really cool features on a variety of topics, not just our titles, as well as the announcements that I just alluded to. In fact, today, on the day we're recording this, the 28th of September, hot off the news that broke overnight UK time, Andrew Osmond, being in Japan seemingly, jet-lagged to flippin' hell, got a piece up on our blog about Your Name, the Hollywood remake of it, by, like, hours later. That's some fast work. I know, because that's how much we're dedicated here, people. So if you want to know more about that, you can visit blog.alltheanime.com. In terms of our new releases out this week, that being the week we're recording this, Fairy Tale Part 18, Keith!
1: You have got up to Part 18! I know, I know, it's exciting stuff. We've got to start planning part 19, I guess. <laughs> no, then. No, I think part 19's good to go. I think I've actually had part 19 sitting on my desk. We're quite ahead of the game. Wait, well, there you go. So I'm, I'm actually working on sorting out part 20 at the moment. Ooh! Yeah. Well, there you go. We're in danger of catching up with the US. <laughs> Sacre bleu! <laughs> no! What is this? What is this travesty? Do you
0: know what? It's hard to think, because when would we have started releasing them at this point? It would have been late last year, wouldn't it? It would have worked out roughly? I think so, yeah. It's been a while, I should have checked that before I said Yeah, it, I, th- I
1: think we would started churning them out round October Expo last year. Mm. So, yeah. But we've not done badly on that front
0: to get those out. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they're not as, let's say, complex as some of the stuff we would do. But in terms of no, actually, they're not, which but, makes but, it
1: easier, obviously.
0: But in terms of keeping, like, pretty much one a month, that's pretty much been the average since we said.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have, actually. That's, that's pretty good. I know, right? Yeah. Wow, a wonderful, wonderful glowing sense of achievement for a moment before everything else comes crashing down <laughs> around me.
0: <you. laughs> also available now, this being on Blu-ray, is Blaze Blue Alter Memory. And for those of you that have been holding out for the standard DVD edition of the Anthem of the Heart, it is available to add to your collection now. Also happy to confirm that shipping now, because I, I got a notification just moments before we came in here from our ful- fulfillment house, I'm really not doing good with words today
1: the episode where Jeremy couldn't speak. Just, just use small words. Instead of fulfillment house, use send out house. <laughs> <laughs> Dispatch house. No, still too many syllables, man. Ah, send out house. Post house. House what stuff gets sent from. No, that's just more words. <laughs> but yeah, I've got notifications. notification. The through... out house. There, there
0: you go. That's a different house. <laughs> um. Yeah, sorry, that that was it. it. Uh, Got a notification on email just before we came in here. Tokyo Ghoul Collector's Editions have started shipping today, on the day we are recording. is 28th of September, so expect your copies to be arriving imminently, everybody, imminently, I say, in your post boxes. Hooray. Mm, And and of course, that being a Tokyo Ghoul OVA's uh, Jack and Pento, our Collector's Edition set, which, if you go to blog.alltheanime.com, you can see a full unboxing of right now. And also, talking about blog.alltheanime.com, there, as I mentioned, you can read the piece about the Hollywood remake of Your Name that Andrew Osman worked all night to, to get done and whatnot. Which, Again, Andrew, full credit to you, man. You work far too hard sometimes, but we appreciate it. That said, we all work far too hard most
1: times. <laughs> no, no, I just come in, sit down, don't do anything, then leave again. Nobody's noticed. And, of course, now I've said it, I've kind of ruined it and, you know... I'm, yeah, you're, kind of, I'm, I'm, you're on record now. Yeah, so uh, this is probably my last podcast because I'm going to be fired for gross incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Copping,
0: lest we forget. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Oh, where was I going at? My brain's there. Yes, we have made a few announcements recently. The Your Name Deluxe Edition, we are taking pre-orders for that now. You can get the full rundown of what comes with that edition, which is exclusive to our alltheanime.com webshop and our friends at xavi.com as well, at blog.alltheanime.com. But also this week, we announced the details of our A Silent Voice UK home video release, which has got many a fan in the anime world talking, particularly those perhaps not necessarily in the UK because they badly <laughs> want it.
1: Yes, because we have the English dub.
0: Which we posted a, a, an official preview of, of, like a little snippet of it for you, and we've got more previews coming, but man, one of the, one of the coolest things this week, and we'll get to what's in the release in a moment, everybody, if you've not read up on it yet, but one of the coolest things for us this week, I don't know if you've really caught much of it, Keith, but from Andy and I's perspective, is seeing the positive reaction to the English dub. It's not really something you you get very often now. Because there are so many people who are just so yeah, anti-dub. Yeah, like. people
1: get so het up over this topic, even though uh, the existence of one does not negate your enjoyment of the other. Grow up. Mm, exactly. So it's a bugbear, that argument. It's like there's nah, no need for it these days. But yeah, it's, it's an excellent English dub, and... Uh, yeah, I'm quite proud of the fact that we have this very talented uh, deaf voice actress mm. actually voicing... Uh, Lexi Cowan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and do you know, what? I was sort of looking up some of her work and whatnot. Like, she's such a cool person. Like, when you see her on on camera, I think I watched her do an interview with someone a while back, and she's such a bubbly personality just on camera. It's like, oh man, it's such a cool person. And sort of watching the dub of a silent voice, it's just like this is this is perfect. Mm. And like one person today has probably made a bit of a ridiculous comment. Not. I can't even try and defend it, basically, but, like, there have been one or two comments I've seen which have been like, ah, it's dub, or, ah, but then most people are just praising the casting for it. Again, like, we mentioned Lexi Cowden just now. Another comment which I've seen, which some people uh, like to criticise other dub studios for, is actually uh, actually casting children as children in the film,
1: which... <laughs> well, it's, it's very hard to get a uh, good... Performance out of kid actors sometimes mm-hmm. but it's not impossible um, yeah I, th- I think that's always been a thing uh, in any part of the entertainment industry I mean uh, don't work with animals or kids <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, been, I'm, sure we, I'm sure we've all seen some films where there's been kid actors in which have just kind of ruined the whole thing because you know they're children and it's very hard to get children to act because they're young but you know if You've got a good casting director, and if you find talented kids, I mean, if, if any of you have gone out and seen the uh, new It film at the moment, the kid actors they've got in that are top-notch. Oh, really? Oh, gods, yes. How was, was that like, in the end, by the way? Really, really damn well. good. Really mm. damn good. I could see why it is raking in the cash at the moment. Mm. I'm <laughs> actually quite tempted to see it again, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, which is unusual for me to uh, see the same film twice in the cinema.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm normally just like a one-and-done when it comes to movies in the sense of, I've seen it in the cinema, I'm not going to have any more free time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, uh, yeah, We've it's just been quite encouraging to see the positive reaction, and honest, the dub is really solid.
0: It's really, really cool. And like we say, we've got more clips coming, so you will be able to get a sample of some of the other boys' characters as well. Mm, yeah, and it's, it's a dub that has to be good as well.
2: I mean, my trepidation I guess especially like you know coming into the company before that this dub was even commissioned was you know you've got to get this right like you know given the subject matter given the nature of some of the characters if you get it wrong or get the tone of it wrong then like you know you kind of wreck the whole thing or actually even you know turn it into to something offensive potentially if you really you know mishandle it and uh you know it was I was a little bit worried when i kind of sat down to start watching you know some 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 of the clips and things that we were putting together from the dub but was incredibly impressed by like how good a job they've done and they've they've really understood the source material and you know what, what it's setting out to achieve and they've really brought that across well in the english version so yeah like it's i'm quite looking forward to being able to show some people i know who aren't really anime fans but who are kind of curious about the subject matter of the film and say, Oh, that sounds interesting, but well, I wouldn't normally watch anime. So, like, you know, I feel confident that I can show them that English dub and they'll be able to, to kind of appreciate what oh, is an incredibly good film.
1: They'll still you know, get emotionally kicked in the guts. Exactly, nuts. Yeah.
0: As, as they should. Well, another thing that's been quite interesting as well is because this news has really done the rounds about the fact, you know, our release is out on October the 30th, pre-order now if you want to, everybody. Yeah. But, but the fact that the news has been doing the rounds and, you know, it's gone like, front pages of quite a few places and obviously the English dub being one of the main the main news points this week, it's also interesting to see how many people, for want of a better way of putting it, have almost come out of the woodwork totally unaware of the film. And they've read the synopsis, and even one comment I think I saw was, Man,
1: this sounds soul crushing. I need to watch this.
0: It's like, okay.
1: But it's I'm, it's, I'm not sure soul crushing is the right word. It is a bit of an emotional roller coaster, though. Mm. I remember when we had our little preview screening when Andrew oh, first acquired the license. God.
0: We watched it at, like, 10am on a Tuesday, Andy. Yeah,
1: so, you know, we got out of that emotionally destroyed with an afternoon of work ahead of us, and it was just like... (laughs) That was a long day. Yeah, I think Andrew took us all to lunch so we could all, like, chill for a bit because we were just kind of like...
0: I wasn't ready for that at 10am! <laughs>
1: just, just slipping pills into the meal. Oh, God, bit. yeah. It was... Yeah, I mean, it's really good, but, God, it uh, puts you through the ring of that one. Mm,
0: and also worth noting, that if you are in the Edinburgh uh, area, come Scotland Loves Anime... Uh, for the Edinburgh leg of it, I should say. I, I, I had two thoughts, both of them went. So, yeah.
1: That's one thought. Do not forget what I'm about to (laughs) say. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah.
0: (laughs) But uh, but yes, everyone. What I was going with was that the world premiere screening of the dub will be at Scotland Loves Anime in Edinburgh, which... Andy, I want to say, taking a chance here, it's the 17th of October? Yeah, it
2: is Tuesday, the 17th of October. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact time and I'm not looking it up at all right now. <laughs> it is at 6pm, yes.
0: There you go. And tickets are on sale now at the Edinburgh Filmhouse website. And if you go to lovesanimation.com, I believe the URL is off the top of my head, it is you can get the direct link to buy tickets from there. It's going to be well worth coming out for, guys, if you want to catch it on the big screen. And I know already there are people talking about maybe trying to make their trip to Edinburgh a bit longer than just the weekend to see if they can extend it to the Tuesday. So maybe come up to Edinburgh, watch the dub, you know, have a few days extra, catch some other films.
1: Or just uh, go around Edinburgh. It's a lovely city. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Have a walk. Yeah, take a walk to uh, St. Arthur's seat.
0: (laughs) And talking about cinema screenings, everybody, we've got to make mention of the fact that next week now, blimey, that's come around quickly, the 4th of October... Night is Short, Walk-On Girl is screening in cinemas across the United Kingdom. You can buy tickets now at thenightishortmovie.co.uk. And of course, on the 31st of October, it is celebration time, because we're celebrating a 20th anniversary of Satoshi Kon's classic, Perfect Blue, with some cinema screenings on the 31st of October, Halloween night. Some might say, a perfect
1: date movie. <laughs> some might say that it would be a very different kind of date I wouldn't recommend that for a first date no. but, uh, okay. but yeah, come and see the film that uh, Aronofsky ripped off a black swan
0: <laughs> so, so uh,
1: okay Keith I, I think I must ask
0: hi, hi, purely hypothetical here say if you and Claire had just met and you are going to go out on a first date and you said, take you to a movie and your options were it or Perfect Blue, which would you go with?
1: Uh, Well, considering my wife's taste in films, uh, I wouldn't go to either of those.
0: There you go, everybody. That's why it's a perfect date night.
1: (laughs) I don't think I illustrated your point very well at all there.
0: Nope, but I'm gonna move on. So, Andy, as I mentioned a few moments ago, A Silent Voice, we announced all the details for it. Can you give us a brief rundown as to what is included in our fabulous looking limited collector's edition Blu ray and DVD set available from the 30th of October 2017.
2: Yes, I certainly can. You didn't drop me in that one at all. <laughs> um, so, as mentioned, of course, we have the film um, on the DVD and on Blu ray with the, that aforementioned English dub, which is currently not available anywhere else. Um, but in terms of the collector's edition, um, there is also a rigid case with a, a digipack that holds those discs. And uh, there is a 76-page book, which uh, has an introduction to the film. It has some character profiles, some image galleries, some storyboards, uh, all the basically all the stuff that you'll find in the, the Japanese booklet that came with that release, but translated, obviously, where appropriate. Um, and then we also have some exclusive content of our own. We have some articles from uh, both the aforementioned Andrew Osmond and from Jonathan Clements uh, talking about and Analysing some various aspects of the film, Um, some about the film itself, and I think there's also one about kind of the transition from the original manga to the the, uh, anime form as well. So uh, you've got all of that going on, and then if you want to pre-order from our own store, then you get even more stuff because we're going to be doing an exclusive bundle that contains the aforementioned Clex Edition. But also it has two A3 posters that we will tube up and send to you because we won't fold them because we're not monsters like that. Um, we, will, uh, we will send those to you as well. So uh, if, if you like some of the artwork from, uh, from the film and from its Japanese release in particular, I know there's some artwork that people really liked from that that hasn't been used for kind of the covers for ours. Hopefully, because it's all pending approval, we can
1: do something for you in poster form. Unless we don't get approval, in which case you're going to get a very disappointing A3 drawing <laughs> by one of us here in the office. Yeah,
0: if endowed to a big stick drawing. Yeah, just
1: stick figures, yeah, <laughs> stick figures. Indeed. Always and,
0: the way to go.
2: And I suppose we should also mention it as well in terms of on-disc content, I think we've got pretty much everything that we were hoping for in terms of that as well. So there are a whole bunch of interviews with the director, Dan and uh, and other cast members. The usual trailers and tv spots and there are a couple of music videos in there as well so uh, a pretty decent package in terms of uh, on disc extras as well um, and plus finally we should also mention it the, the film has a hard of hearing subtitle track rather appropriately which anime doesn't often get that treatment but obviously in this case it makes a whole lot of sense to uh, to have that so uh, everything you could well i um, not Let's not say everything you could ask for, because we know what anime fans like. <laughs> They'll ask for the moon on a stick. And it still pl- won't be enough to yeah. assuage but their hunger. E- everything we could possibly have done is, is there and present and
0: correct, and it's uh, looking
2: very nice, I would say.
0: Indeed. And October the 30th, everybody, is when you can add that to your collection. So, let's get on to a, a big news item that, that broke overnight. That being the live action adaptation from Hollywood of Your Name that is going to be coming with JJ, is it JJ Abrams' production company
1: that's involved? Yes, it is. Yeah, he is, yeah, attached. Mm. As is the technical term, when uh, an announcement like this is made and there's no script, no production crew or uh, anything else. (laughs) And it's just there in the ether, waiting to see if it will pass through uh, development hell unscathed or whether it will languish there for eternity like so many other projects
0: what a couple is, it, is battle angel elite that's getting casting now isn't it battle angel elite oh so, god
1: I have been waiting for that one since I've been a sodding teenager yeah, with I... James Cameron fucking sitting on the rights like the little gimp that he is <laughs> yeah
2: because didn't he say that was like off the cards until he'd done another
1: two avatar film which he keeps pushing back because he's too busy buggering about in submarines at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> and it's like come on man just let somebody else do it you selfish shitwad. wad the
0: there was a Sorry, live not... action movie wasn't there as well but Keanu Reeves was probably going to be involved in but then that sort of never came to be. Yeah. Oh, the Bebop one?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I. one of the more interesting stories I heard about that one is uh, I went to the studio with a script, several studios with a script and some ideas that everybody in the studios agreed were absolutely fantastic, and all of them turned them away because they said, yeah, it's fantastic, but it was going to cost more money than any film ever made to date, <laughs> so no. Yeah,
2: because that's going to be a TV series now, isn't it? That That's the
0: oh is it I, I didn't oh god yeah it. I'd
1: forgotten about yes, that yeah I, I
2: certainly know. remembered yeah that's getting the TV it's going to be a
1: Netflix original no it's it's not is it that's what I uh, assume yeah, now.
2: it's some like ITV offshoot I think doing
0: that so. oh
1: god yeah it's all coming back to me now I think kinda yeah, blank
0: because so. like going yeah. to we talking about the, the, the possible dread sequel and in the end it ended up being they were talking about making it a Netflix original for a
1: while weren't they well, yeah, you see they're, they're developing a TV series now. Oh, it actually
0: been greenlit now? I'm so out of the loop, I just remember... Yeah, no, there's a,
1: there's a, there's a yeah, 2000... It's not going to... I don't think it's going to tie into the films, but they're looking mm. to see uh, if, they, if their schedules match up, if they can get Urban in to be Dread. Mm. Just to make a cameo here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like uh, sort of like based in Mega City 1, and it's not going to centre on Dread, because mm. that would be a stupid thing to do but it's going, to have a whole, it's going to bring in all sorts of the various uh, fan favourites in the 2000 AD universe. It's going to be almost like a procedural show. Mm. So, yeah. I'm, Your I'm, game. <laughs> on paper, it sounds like they're approaching it the right way. We'll see what materialises down the line, because as we all know, so much can change. Hmm.
0: So, where I was going to go with this was uh, the idea of a live-action Hollywood adaptation of Your Name. Just on a baseline level, before we sort of get into possible sp- specifics... Yay or nay? Should it happen?
1: I'd go with yay. I mean, it's say it's a, unlike a lot of Japanese uh, anime films. It's uh, one that definitely has a lot more mass market appeal. It's you know basically a couple of school kids. I mean, body swap film. Fucking Hollywood's been knocking those out for decades. So I uh, you know I think you know it's be it'll be a quite an easy one to potentially convert and market. It's just going to be the. I'm sure the big question that will uh, piss off most people is will it be uh, actually uh, based in Japan, or as I think we're all really expecting, it will be set in the States somewhere? Mm.
0: I thought you could say Newcastle, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would be the most unlikely scenario. Some
0: sort of a, sort of a, a Geordie boy and a girl from
2: Sunderland swap bodies.
1: <laughs> your your name, Biker Grove style, yeah.
2: And is, is it going to be Ant or Deck that plays with our character? That
0: is the question. Or is it going to be Ant and Deck playing in the two leads? Ant and oh Deck are the ones that body swap.
1: Oh my God! Yes, yes. This is what we have been waiting for. Yeah. Uh,
0: but but I do agree with you. I think out of all the possible sort of recent big anime films that have happened that could have got a live action adaptation Your Name is easily
1: one of the pretty easily one of the simplest ones to convert into a big Hollywood blockbuster yeah for mm. a western audience mm. and, and it will be converted to no doubt in the states somewhere no doubt and mm-hmm. I don't see an issue with that it's, it, I honestly was fine with, have we talked about Death Note on there the live action one I've, I know we talked about it leading into it I yeah think, I, I, we, I've managed not to watch it yet have so. we talked about it since watching it
0: I can't remember what. Well, okay if we have guys we won't keep this for too long but the live action Death Note I so the first five minutes are pretty freaking bad but overall I thought it was a really solid film and I actually enjoyed it
1: yeah well, I enjoyed it as well uh, to be honest Willem Dafoe is the best part about that because Rio's pretty uh, damn good you mm-hmm. know. it's it, it's a mixed bag. I mean, if you ignore the source material and just take it for what it is, then, you know, it's it's an entertaining enough watch. Though if you're a turbo fan of the source material and you go in with that attitude, you're going to come out very unhappy. Just take it as a as a thing on its own, in its own right. And it's entertaining. It has issues. But, you know, I've seen hmm. far, far worse adaptions and far, far worse ways to... Uh, spend a couple of hours on a Saturday, or whenever you're watching it, to kill time.
0: Yeah, I... Again, like you say, there are definitely some things that, you know, you can definitely criticise about it, but on the whole, it could have been a lot worse. I was expecting it to be utter, utter garbage, and at the end, maybe that's pretty why I thought, oh, actually it wasn't too bad, because, was bad, because was I... was low expectations. Yeah, yeah, I went in with such low expectations that it could only be good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think he's basically got it right. Like, it, it is
2: ripe for that kind of, you know, uh, to be a- adapted and to be localised effectively to a more Western market. You know, the like I say, the, the whole body-swapping conceit is nothing new in Western media. You know, you can transpose that kind of city versus country thing into pretty much any developed nation, and it's still going to make sense and resonate with people. I think the thing I'm most curious about is... Whether they keep the balance that the original film has of your kind of you know sort of comedy slash romance aspect of it. Oh, so, so we're back on your name now. Oh, I'm back on your <laughs> name. Yeah, <I> don't know. <laughs> Who cares about that no? Um uh, Whether they keep the balance of that and then kind of the big twist and and you know what the second half of that film ultimately is because that's maybe where it becomes a harder sell. Like my my biggest worry is that they'll somehow. Minimize that, or push it to the side completely, and just make it some like generic body swapping comedy, which Mm. will only take you so far.
1: Let's hope not, because let's face it, we've had enough of those. You know, one of the most enjoyable parts about Your Name is when it suddenly shifts through ninety degrees and goes into that far, far Mm. uh, darker place that it goes to. Yeah,
2: and then of course the question is: I mean, we've been joking about internally today—is what they do with that? You know, do they change the natural disaster into a Korean missile or you know
1: did, did <laughs> they, my, my they a spoiler warning bit. if you've not seen it by the way <laughs> what <Yeah>. the news <laughs> oh yeah you mean oh the actual main plot as opposed to yeah. current events yeah. yeah. but,
2: but yeah you know <laughs> there's there, there's, there, there's a lot of stuff they could do that could potentially turn people off that or just kind of make it annoying in some shape or form um but so uh, yeah i don't know i think if, if they keep the spirit of it then i think they've, they've got a lot of potential to work with there yeah. mm-hmm.
0: so, like, one aspect i firmly expect will be changed rewritten omitted whatever it is uh, again in some ways you probably could call it a mini spoiler so warning but the stuff where it involves a lot of tradition in japan
1: and this. Oh yeah, all well, that will hit. The, that, yeah, and that the, will probably. Because I disappear. can't even think of what an American equivalent would be to that. Yeah. To be honest.
2: Yeah. I, I, I
0: can, but it would all be nightmarish. So. Yeah. Right. So let's <laughs> <that's> not touch <laughs> that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but in case, uh, in case you want everybody, in case you uh, may have forgotten, the sixth of November is when our release of your name hits shelves it'll be available on dvd blu-ray and as a limited collector's edition steelbook edition that comes with the dvd blu-ray and the cd soundtrack of which speaking of that steelbook if you've looked on our facebook and twitter you would have seen the gift that we shared yesterday at the time of recording but man that that test pressing of the steelbook we got it's come out lovely it's real nice and then, and then at the end of November it will be when our limited deluxe edition version exclusive to all anime.com and zavi.com will be released. Hit up all the anime.com and all zavi.com for details on that. So uh, anything else people wanted to touch on briefly? I tell you one thing
2: that I watched last night that is probably worth talking about, especially while we're talking about Hollywood films. Is I watched uh, Shinjiro Watanabe's Blade Runner Blackout Twenty Twenty. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, I need to get around to that. Is it good? It is really pretty good. Like if you've ever watched the Animatrix, like the series of Matrix-based shorts, like it really feels redolent of that. It's a very similar oh, concept, very similar style. Then, yeah, because yeah, basically the whole point of it, and I think there are like a number of these shorts across various different mediums that got commissions... But basically the idea is obviously the new Blade Runner film set, 2049, it's like X number of years after the original film. So basically they've given certain creators free reign to say, hey, fill in the gaps somewhere. Just like pick a, a time frame, put together a brief story that kind of fits in those intervening years and then just have at it, do what you like with it. And so so yeah, kind of Watanabe's created this quick story it's only like a 15 minute short um that's set in 2022 and it's cool like it's in a way it's annoying that it's so short because it very briefly introduces characters that you want to know a whole lot more about in terms of kind of their motivations and their lives up to that point but obviously you just get a very quick kind of snippet here and there of like well this is this is their motivation and then away they go whereas you kind of you wish you could dig in a bit deeper on it but it's really cool looking, like it has a very good aesthetic to it. it, has some really good action animation. I mean if you watch the end credits and actually watch like the list of key animators, it's basically like a who's who of like notable people, some of whom are now, you know, working as directors, there's like Okiura who's a letter to Momo's director, etc, etc. Like, you know, real sort of top of the tree animation team. But yeah, it's just really cool. Like it's like I say, you just wish it was longer because it's it sets up a premise and so on and so forth that you could actually probably turn into like an hour or a 90 minute film in its own right but it's it's pretty punchy you know in at 15 minutes um but yeah it's, it's really cool to see like even as someone who's not and people hate me to say this who's not a huge Blade Runner fan and I'm not sure about when well, going back to it for a second film but like this is a really cool little snippet within that
1: universe that's well worth checking out that's the thing. I'm getting quite excited by the Blade Runner sequel now because my, my attitude has always been I'll wait till it comes out before passing judgment. But mm. all the initial critic reviews that are coming in are saying this thing is fucking spectacular. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I would have been happy with a. just, you know, a. not quite up to scratch of the original, probably subpar follow up because I just love the Blade Runner universe. Mm. But by all accounts, this thing is just as good and some people are saying better than the original. Mm. So. I am unbelievably excited at the moment because I'm a massive fan of Blade Runner. I think it's one of the earliest, what you'd call, uh, I suppose, Would you guys Blade Runner as cyberpunk as well? Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's sure certainly I'm one sure. of the earliest cyberpunk sci-fi films I remember watching yeah. when I was you know, single digits, actually, and it just stuck with me. Mm. And yeah yeah
2: I mean it's so massively influential
1: in that like you know pretty much
2: anything that you watch you know and I mean again the, uh, it yeah. in the shell and things you look at that like you know the, the stylings and trappings of that are, are very much rooted in kind of Blade Runner as a starting point Yeah, for
1: totally. that's half the problem though because uh, I remember showing it to my wife a couple of years ago like, and because she knew I was a massive fan and she was like fine I'll see what all the fuss is about and she watched it and she was like I didn't like it much, it's not because I thought it was bad, it's just because it's clear that every sci-fi film I really like that I've seen since then is clearly boring from mm. this, but because this is the first one, because when you go back to it, it, compared to modern films, it's a far more slow-paced, yeah. thoughtful, yeah. in-depth affair, it doesn't have quite the kinetic action yeah. that has become the standard these days, but you can see that this is the genesis of every yeah. decent film that followed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's a lot like going back to something like the original Mobile Suit Gundam, I think we've talked about on this podcast before, where like it's sort of, well, yeah, as, if it, if it, it is in its own right, Like you also it, have to divorce it from the fact that every other giant robot show you've ever watched since has taken
1: something from that. Yeah, printer. that's the thing, because if you've come in later, your base point is a more developed yeah, starting exactly. point, so if you go back right, to the original, it just seems more basic. It's, it's like I'm, I'm a massive Final Fantasy Seven nerd and fan but if I was to take someone who hadn't played any probably modern games and got them to play it now it would be hideously awful for mm. them because you know at the time it was cutting edge but uh, yeah if they tried to play it now it would be like this is Pish and it's like well I've got the remake now so fuck mm. it.
0: Well, it's at like, some point, it's like anything in that in that sense, and it's kind of like you know when games have like yearly iterations. When you go back to an earlier version, mm. it's just not going to handle it well. Mm. So, a quick question on the Blade Runner thing, because now I'll be totally honest: I remember literally nothing of the original Blade Runner film. I think I've mentioned this to you a few times, Keith. I literally do not remember anything, so I need to watch it at some point before the next one to genuinely refresh my brain, but. Is this short something that you can just dive into? Do you need to have a familiarity with the universe or
2: I I think on some level you can just enjoy it as is, like it's uh, on on one level it's just a really good like standalone little kind of action piece. Like it kind of sets up, you know, cause and effect pretty quickly. It's got a little kind of text introduction that fills you in on some of the basics. I do suspect that you won't get everything out of it without having at least a working knowledge of of Blade Runner. I mean, probably as long as you you know the whole idea of replicants and stuff like that, that probably gives you enough to go by. But... Yeah, I think even if you know kind of the basis of how Blade Runner pans out, you know, even if it's just via cultural osmosis, you've probably got enough to be getting on with. But, yeah, if you you have no idea what Blade Runner
0: is and think it's a skating film, um, (laughs) then you'll be disappointed. (laughs) And as long as you don't think Blades of Glory is the sequel to it or something. God. So, Keith, as you are the Blade Runner guy in The Office... There are various incarnations of Blade Runner, right? In terms of how many different cuts there have been. What's the oh. one if, if no one just? Because you might as well ask if no one's ever watched it before listening to this, or they want to watch a definitive version.
1: What is the one to watch? Oh, uh, god, it's been a has been a little while since I rewatched watched it, but basically, essentially the director's cut version because when they when this was. F- I think when they first put Blade Runner out in the cinema, they the studio uh, hacked it up a bit and got Harrison Ford to put in some voiceovers to overly explain things. Both uh, Ridley Scott and Harrison Ford were unimpressed by this, as you can tell by Harrison Ford's delivery of these voiceover <laughs> lines, which is the most unenthusiastic thing you will ever hear. No, it always go with the director's cut with Blade Runner. Always. So, because
0: because we were at a cinema last night and we noticed that they were going to show the final cut. Yeah, I'm going
1: to... Yeah, the final cut, because basically a few years back, Ridley Scott got... Because there's so many different iterations, got tired of all the requests and they put out that fantastic special edition years ago, which has every conceivable version... In oh,
0: so it is like film. the definitive edition or whatever.
1: yeah. I Yeah, I forget... I'm not nerdy enough to know the specifics, unfortunately, but I think the final cut is basically the director's cut just tweaked a little more, but... You know, Director's Cut or Final Cut will do you? Director's Cut 2.0 kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Cool, I, d- I definitely want to give it a watch, but I I need to rewatch the film because I remember nothing.
1: Well, I, ne- I need to see if there's another showing going on anywhere. If not, just nip round. I've got the... Uh... Okay. That's the thing, I'm going to have to fucking re buy the Blu-ray because I've got the DVD version of the special edition, but a Blu-ray master of that will look fucking beautiful. Mmm. Mm. Uh, what else have we been
0: watching? I- I've watched a crap ton of Dragon Ball Super recently. I marathoned the whole of the Future Trunks arc from Dragon Ball Super and holy shit guys holy shit the, the the big ridiculously big Dragon Ball fan in me was more than satisfied with this arc there were so many callbacks there were so many great moments so many just little you know how like Resurrection F like really acknowledged its self-awareness mm, yeah there are some wonderful moments like that in this arc and I did like that it, it it also just watching, because like with the whole battle of God stuff and freezer, like you sort of have seen it now, and you're used to sort of that what that action looks like. But seeing some of the ridiculous colossal battles that happen in this arc with that with like contemporary animation for want a better way of phrasing it, but it's Dragon Ball, and it, it it's kind of like the, the Dragon Ball Fighters Fighter Z. ...game that Andy and I got a chance to play the, the beta of... ...which in itself was freaking incredible... ...and I cannot wait to own that game... ...it's like... ...it is is—it is pretty much now like that game... ...but it's actually the TV series now... ...and the level of animation is just phenomenal... ...and the amount of stuff that they're calling back to... ...that you, maybe you forgot or something... ...and then the stuff that they build on... ...and the ideas they put in... ...and the way that they have really used the universe... ...and like the laws within the Dragon Ball universe... ...to their advantage... It's such a good arc, and if you, I implore everyone, if you've, if you've been holding off on Dragon Ball Super for a while, because I've only done it because I wanted to just binge-watch a crap-ton of it at some point down the line, it's so worth it. Go out of your way and watch Dragon Ball Super. This arc was freaking great. And then immediately afterwards that arc, they decide, right, we need... pretty much decide we need a few filler episodes. So then one episode is trying to decide, oh, Goku's gone to get the Dragon Balls. Who's going to grant the wish? and it's people fighting amongst themselves to decide who's going to get to grant a wish. But the next episode is a baseball match. Of course. course. So just imagine, like, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta versus Super Saiyan Blue Goku in a pitching-v-back battle and all the powers involved of trying
1: to just pitch a baseball when the Saiyans don't understand what baseball is. And Does it match up to what is undisputedly uh, Dragon Ball's greatest singular moment which is the uh, Piccolo and Goku learn to drive episode Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it's which is hands uh, <laughs> down one of my favourites of all time Yeah, I, I was
2: going to ask whether anybody else learned to drive in Dragon Ball
0: season <laughs> There's, <a laughs> There's also another fantastic episode where they basically do a Doctor Slump Dragon Ball crossover Cause the Dr. Slump is another manga that Akira Toriyama wrote, penned, whatever the phrase is. And he's got one of the characters is A Ar- Arale, or Oral, however it's meant to be pronounced, the young girl with a baseball cap who you've sort of seen in images before, who is basically a, a robot little girl, but she's like the most powerful robot ever, because she's so OP. And it ends up telling an episode of Hervey Goku and how the world will end, because for some reason she's got hypnotized into wanting to kill Goku, and it's just like a giant power, and then, like, Vegeta can't battle this character. Like, he can't battle her just because he can't understand the concept of a comedy gag manga character being so OP, and he just gets beaten. (laughs) Oh, poor Vegeta. Uh, It's such good fun, everybody. Like, Give Dragon Ball Super... Actually, you know what? As a shout-out to Manga, because today on the day we're recording, it's actually announced that they're going to be bringing Dragon Ball Super to the UK on DVD and Blu-ray, so... Awesome news if you've not had a chance to watch it yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's probably how I'm going to end up consuming it, I suspect, because I, I sort of fell behind pretty early on, especially with it not streaming legally, so probably you know, binge watching it in batches of episodes as, as those things come out, maybe uh, maybe the way that I go in the end. Mm. I'm also looking forward to checking
0: out the English dub on their DVD and Blu ray as well. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Because current day Dragon Ball
1: oh, it's so good. Uh, I what I'm probably going to end up picking that up. I've got to admit.
0: Yeah. But what else have we been watching in general? Anything else to note at all?
2: I mean, I've been I've been kind of trying to clean up the uh, the summer season as as best I can. Uh, you have still not watched the finale of Princess Principal? i have not yet so have like, I? Uh, damn it! I shan't spoil you on that. But that was a really good end to that season uh, to that series. Um, Maiden Abyss is almost finished, and that. Man, that went some places. Is that still continuing to be as good as you mentioned a few weeks back? It is, but boy, like, one of the recent episodes is the most difficult episode of anime I've ever had to watch. Like, without spoiling anything or going into it, it's like, whew, especially if you're
0: squeamish, just... Oh, so this is difficult in terms of, like, what's on screen as opposed to maybe it being just a really bad episode. Yeah, no, it's like, it's really good, strong stuff, but,
2: like, it kind of... It follows through on a lot of the things that it's been... It follows through on a lot of the things that anime threatens in general of like, oh, you know, this is such a dangerous world, like, you know, you could get torn to shreds at any point, and then it's like, oh no, by the way, you can actually, this, this can all happen in this world, um, and, and it reminds you in a, in a very visceral fashion, in, in a very literal sense of that word, um, so that's really good, um, new game finished this week, that was a, that was a good fun show, um, and yeah, there's a bunch of other things I need to, to catch up on and kind
0: of get through so that I can watch even more anime for the autumn. One of the shows I actually really need to catch up on which I only sort of remembered a, a few days ago I've still not actually finished watching the season of it yet uh, is Blood Blockade Battlefront because season oh, two is coming dude,
1: Blood Blockade is so
0: good No, no, but I don't know why I haven't finished it because I really like it I, I Sorry, mean, you, you probably
2: actually, you, you probably fell into that hole when it was streaming because the final couple of episodes got delayed and I think a lot oh, of yeah, cause people... they were Because they were like ex- the last one was like double the length <laughs> Yeah, they of basically out. turned them into a double length episode but I think a lot of people kind of Fell off the wagon at that point because it, it was obviously not going to finish for like months after the, mm. the simulcast of the rest of the show. Uh,
1: but yeah, that's a really good series. That uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to more of this. Awesome. Um, yeah, Um as ever, it also ignites what will forever be. Uh, well, I say forever uh, an unrequited passion, which would be uh, seeing Trigun Maximum brought to life animation. I still hold out hope that one day some fool will uh, <laughs> bring that to life. Yeah maybe, maybe maybe somebody can throw some Netflix cash at
2: that. That seems like the most likely way of that happening at this point in time. Oh,
1: I Want that so badly, so very, very bad.
0: But yeah, I I need to do a catch up on my Hero Academia because that's either just oh, ended yeah. or about that, to. No,
2: that's got that's got a couple of episodes left to run. But yeah, that's uh, that's been real good again. They've had another fantastic arc of that that has been the most enjoyable. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, still got got a, a little ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Seagulls grips. Yeah, got got a couple of episodes left to run. Looking at it,
0: but uh, yeah, that's, that's that's some real good stuff as well. Cool. Well, uh, Keith, anything else you want to make mention of at all? Anything you've been indulging in, be it anime or game related or anything? Is XCOM still taking over your life?
1: No, no, I'm f- I'm deliberately holding off that because uh, I've fallen back into Warcraft and I'm trying to catch up on the uh, latest uh, pack, the latest patch in game. Because I'm a little, I'm nearly caught up actually. So I'm holding off till after October Expo to get War of the Chosen, which is apparently the, the mutt nuts of an already fantastic game. Uh,
0: How's Destiny going? Any Anyone playing that? No. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm up to level eight
2: on that, so I'm, I'm kind of getting through it slowly, but surely trying to chunk away a few hours at a time of that but yeah i I'm, I'm finally got to got the point of that where I'm starting to enjoy it again because the, the problem with that <laughs> game I'm at
1: level eight? I'm starting to
2: enjoy yeah, it I don't pitch
1: myself at all
2: yeah it, the, the problem is is like the early running in that game you don't really get any good weapons or any weapons that I enjoyed kind of using and so it was at the point where it's sort of a bit of a slog because I was just having to run around with a bunch of equipment that I would not have chosen under any normal circumstances but once the game starts to Open up, and you start to get more weapon choices. Start to kind of get back into the swing of what I enjoyed about that game. So uh, so yeah, I'm kind of back on board with that after a little bit of a little bit of a ropey
0: start in places. Game wise, for me, I still need to finish Acuser
1: Zero. I've I've just had too long of a break on games recently because of other stuff coming up. But I know I've got, I've got Geralt staring at me accusingly at the moment <laughs> as well. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in Skellige, fucking waiting, pal. You've still got all the DLC to do yet, son, and you haven't, you haven't finished Skellige yet. Come on.
0: So, for the context of someone me who has not played Witcher at all and probably won't, is Skellige a cold place? Yes, yes it is. So you've left him in the cold is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I have. I've left him in the beautiful cold mountains of Skellige, which I mean i I'd loved all the bits I've played up to that point anyway, but Skellige is even more beautiful. I just have been consistently blown away by that game. So the fact that I haven't played it in like a couple of months now should not be counted against it. It's just I'm a busy man. We'll have many things. I mean, the
0: thing I'm currently waiting to arrive, which I guess will be tomorrow at the time we're recording this, that being my, my SNES Mini. Yep, I have, oh, I have one of those
2: on order as well. Oh, so I can't wait. Yeah, my, I'm starting to get mildly panicked because mine hasn't shipped yet. And like, so is it going to send up tomorrow or not? Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of my Friday night already booked in of just, like, I'm going to play a bunch of old SNES games. And, like, <laughs> relive the childhood I never had because I didn't have a SNES as a kid, so...
0: Oh, mate!
1: Yeah. Either that will face your existential on Wii, so so that, that's how that comes through time.
0: Yeah, time. Yeah. I don't know which one I'd rather be doing on a Friday night with a glass of wine. Oh, the, 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 amount of t- the amount of hours I must have wasted, wasted maybe the wrong word, played games on to a brilliant amount of degree on that SNES back in the old days. I love that console so damn much. Super Mario World is probably one of my favourite games of all time. So I am looking forward to trying to remember all the ridiculous secrets...
1: God, yeah, I used to play that one at a friend's house.
0: There's the original Mario Kart on it as well, Mm. so I can go back to the old days of not really being able to drift that much. And, of course, Star. It really should be Star Wing too. Let's be fair, but because of copyright, Star Fox.
1: Oh right, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's Star Fox Two.
0: Yeah, it's been weird seeing people like
2: trying to review that game because technically it never came out. <laughs> so, there've, been, there've been a lot of reviews
1: kind of looking at it versus against sort of modern standards, which seems kind of unfair. How is that? <laughs> that seems a bit of a stupid thing to do, yeah. to be quite honest. It is a little bit. You know what it's called? It's like, it's like mm, let me compare this rock with this ballistic missile. Uh-huh. <laughs> well,
0: you know what some people might say? Clickbait.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's kind of like when you see like reaction videos on YouTube, or like someone just puts a video like, what was when I saw it the other day? Uh, Dragon Ball Z? Why? It's <laughs> just the name of a video I saw was like I'm not clicking that. I'm not no, no, watch no, it.
1: my favorite reaction video. Is that your name one? Which one? Oh, it's the one where the uh, delightful uh, teen who is watching it who is, I think probably uh, deliberately getting far too overexcited is getting to uh, one of the key pivotal moments later in the film a film the only way he could be watching it is because he has a bootleg copy that like he's downloaded from somewhere. So it's a delicious irony when he has his uh, emotional outburst when this key thing happens and he literally throws this little plastic chair that he has within behind him and it shatters his beautiful widescreen TV mm. and I'm just like, <laughs> serves you right, you pirating little shit.
0: And I think that is a wonderful way to close this out. <laughs> So, uh, on that note, everybody, thank you very much for listening. We should be back with another podcast next week. Got to try and figure out scheduling, because uh, I ain't here for most of next week, based oh, on how you, things are currently you, going. You're dotting off, are you? For once. I thought I'd take a break. Yeah, you know? that,
1: that would... I thought I'd go to Germany and do commentary for three days. Yeah, it would do you good to get some time away from the office. <laughs> we'll see if, when I come back. I've, I've seen your nest. It's not pretty. <laughs> So, yeah,
0: thank you very much for listening, everybody. Make sure you visit alltheanime.com if you want to hit us up on social media. It is twitter.com slash alltheanime or facebook.com forward slash alltheanime. From myself, Andy and Keith, we've been Team Anime Limited for today. What grade squad
1: are we? I don't know. Let's let's go with (laughs) N-Squad.
0: What, for Nintendo?
1: Yeah, that'll do. (laughs) We are the N-Squad or the end squad yeah the the end
0: squad (laughs) thank you very much for listening everybody we will talk to you again very soon Bye. bye bye